What's going on, everybody? We are back with another episode, and this time I, I finally get I finally get to sit down with someone who I've been trying to catch. Super busy artist, super talented, and someone that is great in this space, and that is Foe. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, dog. Um, yeah, it's been it's been hard to get this going, but you know, I'm glad we finally got it, and uh, super stoked to be here. Super happy to you know finally speak with you beyond just the few DMs we've had, and yeah, man, I'm I'm happy to to be here, and I'm doing well. Dude, I, I greatly appreciate it. I know that, you know, we're all busy. We all got personal lives. And just to get this honor to sit down, man, and get to learn more about you, I'm super stoked. So just to dive in first, man, I really want to know, you know, you're you're kind of a mysterious person. And that's what I love to, you know, look at whenever it comes to your art. When did you start, like, even doing art? Is this something recent or something you've been doing for a long time? Yeah, well... I think I have a, a pretty uh, special upbringing when it comes to art. Um, I actually started my creative journey with music. So um, for me, it all started, you know, with, with sounds. Uh, I want to say initially a keyboard, like a piano, was my first thing that really I, I started messing with and was like, damn, I, I really fuck with this. And, um, you know, I learned a few softwares like FL, Ableton, all these things to record and, and mix stuff. And funny enough, uh, my art journey started with me wanting to make my own artwork for, uh, you know, songs I wanted to release or, or instrumentals I wanted to release. Um, and I want to say that was early 2020 or late 2019. So it's, it's fairly recent. Um, I think compared to a lot of people, like obviously I've been doodling. I've always like, I've always, you know, filled my my notebooks with with doodles, literally spirals. Even way back then, I was just doodling random shit that you know correlates back to now. Um, but yeah, my my creative start was definitely with music, and and I kind of just fell in love with it. It started with like a cracked version of Photoshop that a homie of mine lent me, and uh, <laughs> the rest was history. I started um, initially just like uh, manipulating photos and drawing on top of them. And um, it turned into me just exploring full illustration, uh, a bit of 3D. My my laptop's pretty slow, so you know to render out like uh, something on Blender takes so fucking long that I don't even see it as like really worth it. But um, uh, 3D's fun illustration. Uh, I do a bit of physical as well. Got a few physical works, mixed media. Um, yeah, I, I just love finding new ways of creating. Like, there's so many ways to do it that. Uh, I like to add new new uh, new tricks to my my bag of tools. I like that a lot. So now I'm dying to know what kind of music did you favor? Are you a hip hop? Are you a soul music? R and B? What was? Are you a country person? I don't know. You know what? <laughs> what did you like to listen to? Or you know what was your taste? Um. Well, I was I was brought up kind of listening to like uh, uh, grunge, a lot of like harder rock. Uh, also a lot of like hip hop rap, uh, those two genres really were like my main, uh, influence as a, I guess in my teens and even like, um, before that. But, um, I think like, as I got older, I want to explore more genres and like, you know, I, I, like I said, I learned the piano, so I kind of fell in love with classical music. Um, just because like you can make stuff and there's no lyrics, like 
you're just kind of it puts you in this weird like flow state zone where you can just zone out so fucking um i don't know deep into the work you're doing while also enjoying the the emotions that were played through the through the instrument and um that's something i've been heavy on recently but yeah originally it was rap and like rock even metal and like you know heavier uh heavier type of of, uh rock genres now do you listen to music at all now while uh while creating your pieces yeah i do actually um i usually throw on shuffle but sometimes it can go from like you know chopin which is classical to yeet which is like this new, new weird style of rap and uh it, it sometimes doesn't blend well, so I, I like to make playlists as well. But usually I just throw on the shuffle and let it run, man. Because normally I, I'm not even like listening to the music. It's more like background noise and like um, it just inspires you sometimes. You know, like a certain song will inspire an idea or something like that. 100%. Whatever you said, you know, classical music and uh, you, the piano, it made me wonder. I was like, wow, I wonder if he's, you know, putting on any classical while creating. I've often seen people say, you know, they get in those certain just vibes and whenever certain music comes on and they're able to just get in their groove. Um, now, I do want to ask you because I've, I've seen a lot of your artwork and I have it pulled up on my other monitor. Um Let's talk about your pieces and like your style and, and what you've crafted, because before we even get into the spiral, uh, which I'm sure many people saw go for a great sell, um, I, I want to talk like how would you personally describe your style of art? Um, yeah, I, I've actually thought a lot about this. Um, for a while, I thought I didn't have a style like because I, I didn't have one certain way of creating. Like I said, I blend so many different things that um, it was hard for me to pin it to something. I mean, um, I think a lot of my art would be categorized as OP art, which is like optical uh, optical art in the sense that it's like, um, you know, it makes your eyes feel funny. It's, it draws you into the image. It feels like uh, there's a whole world in it. Um, I think there's also like a hint of surrealism in there. Um, a hint of like, uh, like psychedelic art. Uh, I remember when I was getting started, a big influence for me was Alex Gray, which is, um, an artist that does a lot of like stuff for the band tool. Uh, he did a lot of their artworks, a lot of their videos and he inspired me a lot. So yeah, definitely a mid mix of OP art, psychedelic and surrealism somewhere in between there is what, what, what I, I think I make. <clears throat> so now I got to ask, are you a fan of traditional art, the traditional realm? And if so, were there any artists that, that maybe you looked up to or, or were like, damn, that's kind of the, the way that I, I would like to go. Yeah. It's funny actually, because when like, when I got started with art, I, I knew nothing about it, bro. Like, I knew I knew about Dali. Like, I have um, I have persistence of of uh, of time or of memory. I think it's called in my room, and I've had it for you know years, even before I started making art. It's like a huge like thirty six by twenty four print. Uh, so I didn't know much about art other than like Dali and like these other huge figures. 
But the more I got into it, yeah, I definitely started to get inspired by like traditional painters like Francis Bacon, um, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, you know, like all these dudes that just put everything into their craft and like they, they were living what, what they were feeling. But um, yeah, I think um, it's cool to, to, to explore the history of, you know, what artists have done. It's, it's amazing. Like, to take inspiration, but I don't think it's, it's something that's necessary, you know, cause I remember coming into this, not knowing anything and feeling like, I don't know, like I was pushing a new lane, even though like there was already these other new artists or like these other artists that had done, you know, very similar things, you know, we connected without even knowing of each other, which is, I think is pretty, pretty cool. That's, <clears throat> that's an interesting take. So let me ask you this, you know, we recently had on Jake, the DJ and, and charisma, Big shout out to Charisma because that's actually like kind of who intermediated this at first and like tagged you on one of my posts. So big shout out to yeah. to Charisma. Um, but they feel like knowing the history of art is important. Do you feel like knowing the history of art is important or you should at least learn about it over time and you don't need it to come in? Um well, first, let me start by saying shout out Charisma. That dude is like one of my favorite artists. I fucking love that guy. Like I, I talk to him from time to time. Such a chill dude to like just conversate with and fucking insanely talented guy. Like one of the hardest working, like talented painters. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know how he does it. But um, and Jake, Jake's uh, Jake's work is, is sick as well. I, I own a few uh, pieces by uh, of his additions by him. But um, as far as knowing art history, I, I mean, I think as you fall in love with the craft and develop like this attachment to the process of, of creation, you're like, it's inevitable for you to want to learn about like the people that did it before you. Um, I don't think it's necessary in the sense that like, uh, in the sense of, of maybe like your drive or your passion or what you want to do. Um, I oftentimes think it's like to capture an idea in its purest state and it be like your own, you need to be isolated and, and like away from any influence. And like, um, you know, it's part of the reason I don't share many whips or share many like, uh, um, like ideas before it's fully out. It's like, I feel like if you share something or like, you know, ask for like feedback on this, then it, it will change the perspective of what it'll end up as. So to me, I, I like to stay in like a bubble of this like creative space, um, especially while making art. Like I normally don't show, you know, it's like work in progress is even to my friends really um, very rarely unless we're like on FaceTime or something, but I think it's, it's good to know. And it's, it's definitely important if you want to like have a long-term stay in, in this journey. Um, Cause I mean, the inspiration's there. Like you can, you can look at any of these amazing artists and be inspired for, you know, forever, but I, I don't think it's necessary, you know? <clears throat> I totally get that. And we're going to talk about your, like, the mysterious aura around you, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Um, but before we do all that, I, I want to talk about like, you know, now you're doing NFTs, you're out here dropping. 
And I mean, you've had some some amazing drops, some that we'll talk about, like the spiral. But, you know, what introduced you to, to NFTs? Was there anyone like another artist that introduced you? Did you find them on your own? Could you walk us through that? Yeah, sure. I mean, well, that goes back to when I was starting in 2020. Um, I just started making stuff and posting it. And like there was uh, I was selling prints at the time. So I was still in the like the Web2 um, type of mentality and, and five and all that up. I was just really making art and trying to hone my craft more than anything. Um, I was just I felt like it, it wasn't even if I knew of NFTs back then, I feel like I wouldn't think it was good enough uh, to mint. Um, but yeah, I kind of just built myself up, uh, more as, more as just a traditional artist in the beginning. And I got introduced by, um, like some point in 2021. So I minted my first piece in November of 2021. Um, and that was because a, a friend, uh, fellow artist moon sun diamond had DM me saying like, yo, I want a piece like, um, uh i'll do this much for it and at the time like that was point three was like i don't know 400 bucks 500 maybe uh, maybe more i'm not sure i think eth was like at 2k or something and um i mean i was down it was an honor first because i mean moon's a, a great artist i don't know if you heard of him but his his art's really really fucking cool and and i think he's doing like his own thing in his own lane even now um but yeah, I had heard of NFTs, uh, but to me, it seemed more at the time that it was like, the way I got approached was like, yo, you should do a PFP project. Like, uh, that's what was popping off like crazy back in the day. Like, you should do this, like, you could do that uh, with your art, you could, you know, it'll pop off. But to me, like, I want to create something more personal and, you know, something that I could like really pour my heart into and i felt like doing a thousand slightly different variations of pfps wasn't really you know what i was meant to do um obviously there was already artists doing one of ones like x copy and like all these you know ogs but i I was that circle was very small and i was not exposed to it at the time so i wasn't even really aware there was a one-of-one market and um yeah i mean as i studied and did my research and like you know asked friends like how to do this how to do that how to set up your own contract, uh, how to, how to even log, uh, log into a foundation. Cause back then you needed invites for foundation. Um, and yeah, I think that that was the beginning of, of my NFT journey it was really getting hit up for a private one of one cell. And, um, yeah, I mean, ever since then, I've just been doing my research and trying to incorporate the technology in, uh, more and more. Well, man, I can't lie to you. You know, you've been blowing up on the scene. You have some absolutely phenomenal art. And earlier, whenever you described it, it was like optical, like I see it. And it's like like illusions to me almost on some of them, especially the the animated pieces, because um, I went and I looked at your open sea as well. And there was pieces I had never seen there and they just look mind blowing. But I do want to talk about a certain piece, and that would be the spiral. So, of course, that sold for, I don't want to get the number wrong. How much did it sell for? I think it was 21.69. 21.69. I'm pretty sure. 21.69. Now, that is 
uh, a great milestone right there. I'm not sure if it was your all-time high, um, but that right there was an absolutely crazy piece. And myself being a minimalist, like that was right on key for me. So can we just talk about like the origin of that and and just how you felt about selling it for for 21? Yeah, I mean, you know, when when we started this convo, we we kind of talked about like the beginnings and like these last uh, few editions I did, I did a series like of called, you know, the the spiral and it was like a spiral series of, of different artworks that involved like it was a transition from like, um, you know, the first one was called everything comes to an end. And then I gave an option to the, uh, for the buyers to burn it without knowing they would get anything. Like I, I didn't promise anything. I just said like, burn it if you want. And then there a piece came called the new beginning and then moving on and then never lost hope was my open edition, which I did four minutes and 20 seconds. And it sold like a thousand, a hundred, um, editions of it honestly fucking insane overwhelming like i i couldn't believe what was happening and um i saw the the presence of the spiral uh growing you know and i saw the story being being told and unfolding even before my eyes and like i just try to bring it back to its core like simplistic uh minimalist um you know that the the origin really uh, which was, you know, just the spiral on its own. Uh, so I wanted, I want to release that, but I want to do it some like in a special way. So I designed a, a contest that was a C- CCO. Um, at the time, it, it was going to run for a week, and uh, I think we got like over a thousand four hundred submissions, if I'm correct. It led me to find like so many great artists. You know, I. The contest itself, like there was prizes, like first prize got an ETH, second prize got an edition, and third uh, third place got another edition as well, which were valued like over over an ETH or like around an ETH as well. And um, yeah, towards the end of, of that uh, challenge, I did the, the auction. It ran for three days, and um, it was insane, man. It was insane because at the time, my all-time high was 10. And, um, just to see it, like to see the traction it gained, like it was really unbelievable. I had never felt like that type of love before. I I was worried no one was going to participate. You know how, like we're we're our own biggest critics. We fucking overthink everything, but like, I never let doubt, you know, get in my way. I never let doubt hold me back. Like if I know it's something that I can do and it's something I want to bring to life, then we, you know, I try to push those boundaries and, and, you know, that's the same thing that happened with like that open edition. I was worried no one was going to mint. I even had nightmares. I was like, I had a nightmare that I overslept and only like two people minted. <laughs> and it was hilarious because, you know, it's just stupid thoughts. I mean, just overthinking shit, but yeah, the spiral was special. It was brought, it was, what you know, brought back to its core of, of just like you said, minimalism. And I think, I think it went really well. I mean, I mean, brother, uh, with with all respect given, that's my favorite piece by you because I'm so big into like that. Like I say on many episodes before, 
Ellsworth Kelly and and Frank Stella. Like, there's so many people. And like, once I saw that, like, there of course there was the people that was like that sold for 21. They were like not understanding. And I was like, you gotta, you just gotta, I, I can't describe it to you. You just gotta understand. Yeah. And the, it was just a, a beautiful piece. It was one of my favorite. I saw so many people, uh, you know, take their own twist on it. And I'm like, you said, found so many crazy good artists and still to this day, people are still doing, uh, doing them. Uh, our friend Osborne, is, is doing one Oz is doing a sick one it looked like um but who, yeah. were, who were some of your favorites or at least one of your favorites that you saw create one and you were like damn that's that's crazy um let me see bro there were so many that like so many my mind becomes like instantly you know I don't know okay if, so if you go to Twitter and type in fo- fo- like your name and spiral like yeah. the, the amount of results that pop up of so many different ones is nuts, but I'm sorry to cut you off. What were you saying? No, you're good. I, I was just trying to think off the top of my head without like going back to check in. So, you know, I'm sorry if I miss anyone. I, I mean, obviously the three winners, uh, first place, uh, was this artist named User, which was more of a low key artist. Um, super talented painter though like that dude did an, an insane rend, uh, rendition of it I, I believe with oil and acrylic paint um complex i'm sure you heard of him uh he does a lot of like food related uh items he did a, a pho spiral which was like the noodles was actually a pho dish and it was a spiral it was super creative funny and just i don't know if it's so perfectly um Honestly, there was so many. I, I love the one uh, Pia did as well. I'm sure you, you heard of her work. Um, all the homies did one, like Ego Dead, Amu's Vision. Uh, man, I don't know. It was just insane to to see the homies do it and like to see the traction it, it built up. Like The first day, I want to say, it had like 80 submissions, and I was like, yo, I'm blown away. If this hits 100, like, I'm good. And then the second day, like 300, and then it just kept going up every day and every day and seeing more and more work. And like the last day when I was picking the winners, I literally spent like four hours just going through a thousand plus submissions. And like um, I had a team uh, join XYZ that actually helped out, like uh, that put it in a website and like let me pick manually. Like I could pick the ones I like and then from those pick the ones that I liked even more. So it was a it wasn't too hard of a process thanks to them, but um, but yeah, man, there were so many good artworks, and I followed at least like three hundred new artists for that week alone, just because it was you know so good. Yeah, I can't tell you like how many people popped up on my TL and every single one of them because I was such a fan of of the original piece. I was like, dude, these are all hitting hard for me, like every single one. Um, so it, it was just really cool, man. And big congratulations for that all time high. I think it was well Thank deserving. You, um, you know, and now I wanted to ask too, you know, you're with AOTM, you're around people like uh, ACK, Terrell, uh, you know, who, oh, Jake Freed, you know what I'm saying? Like some absolutely. Sam Spratt. Yeah. 
so many phenomenal. See, I, whenever I look at their following, I don't know if you have to have the AOTM in your bio, like to technically be a part, or I don't know if they only follow their artist. So I didn't want to name yeah. someone and it not be a part. But dude, so <laughs> so many talented people and like, you know, absolutely phenomenal. So what is it like to just be affiliated with such a such a great place and high place right now uh, in this space and just overall? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, you don't have to have AOTM in your bio. Like, you know, Vince is super chill with like anything I put it because I, I, I firmly believe like that gallery is the future. You know, they've shown so much love uh, to the artists and like to the community. And like, you know, Vince has done already so much for so many artists, collected so many works like dude is is a legend, you know, Um I think that, you know, AOTM, like me being an AOTM definitely has pushed me to try and do something even greater than I was doing. Um, you know, if you surround yourself with like people that are like, like minded, I guess, or like pushing in their own way, pushing their own vision, despite, you know, what anyone says or what happens, like, I think you're bound to grow, you know, and it's, it's the type of people that I needed around me for sure. Um, the type of artists that are, you know, constantly pushing the boundaries of what you could do one with the technology and two with the art and how you can make them, you know, blend and dance, you know, in, in, you know, synchronicity together. I think it's, it's, it's something that AOTM definitely has, um, something special in. And I also think AOTM is, is just a gallery that cares extremely about their artists because, you know, talking about that spiral week, um, they hit me up and they were like, yeah, let's do an article on what's happening. You know, we'll push it out tomorrow. Let's do it all today. And, you know, let's, let's, you know, keep, keep the shine and keep it going. And like, you know, for them to do something like that and do it so quick. And, you know, it was like, it shows that they really care about the artists and like the movement and everything. And, um, me and Tijo actually did a space with them where they uh, created a, a gallery for us. And, you know, they were just showing our artwork and yeah, I mean, I think it's a gallery that puts the artists first because they know the artists are what's going to bring the eyes They're They're what's, you know, creating the product. Um, and they're doing their job by showcasing their work, like showcasing um, our work, our, our, you know, our backgrounds or what we're doing and, yeah, it's amazing. I, I love being a part of it. Yo, big shout out to AOTM. Um, I might have to talk to Vince or something. You know, I've had a lot of y'all on here from AOTM, and I didn't even realize that until the other day. Um, and and a, another name that I forgot to shout out was Joe Pease. Like, absolutely crazy. Uh, pre- Insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely nuts. Uh, him and Freed are, like, up there for me. Freed is my number one. Um, but, you know, this is oh. – what's up? It's, it's funny uh, sorry to cut you off but um i remember being in high school and seeing jake uh jake's work and like just fucking drooling over it like i was so amazed by this dude's work so like to see it come full circle and like speak to the guy and be along him and creating like is is insane for me like i just want to say that real quick because i as well you don't look up to his work a lot and you know i've told him i mean dude so like, I don't, I don't think people understand, like whenever I did the interview with Freed, like it was just super cool. And the fact, 
whenever people know so much about history and then to learn that he is an actual professor, like for him, for him to just speak on and be around it so much, it's just a whole new level of respect that like you gain for people and your peers. And, um, you know, that's, that's why I love doing these interviews because you get the chance to learn more about people, get to learn more about their process and stuff. And even yourself, that really helps me go into my next topic. You know, you are, someone who isn't doxxed, which is in my eyes, perfectly fine as an artist. Um, you know, you're more mysterious. I like that about you. Um, others do too. Can you talk us through like why you chose to go this route? Is it to help people focus more on the art? Is it just, you like being to yourself? Um, you know, what, what is that for you? Um, I think it's a bit of both, honestly. I think you you nailed it. I think, um, well, initially there was no thought behind it. I was just posting art, and like I've never been the type of dude to post a selfie and be like, "Yo, hey guys, like you know what's up." Um, so it, it's like I've always been like this. Um, you know, I just want to grow as an art account or like grow as a, a person making art. And to me, I didn't really need a face to do that. You know, it didn't seem necessary. Um, I think it's even more special um, when people don't know what you look like in the sense that, you know, you could be, you could be anyone. It could be anyone, you know, that you, you don't even know. It could be someone you might know. It could be your neighbor. Um, I think it helps people focus on the art and the message you're trying to push instead of the person behind it. Uh, You know, I do bring my personality into like, my artworks, I do bring like, you know, very heavy emotions sometimes that are very personal to me, but I can do that in the sense that like, I'll feel, you know, like I can be vulnerable without necessarily like having to show my face or having to show uh, any physical part of myself is just showing the artwork and, and the energy that comes with it. And you know what it, what it means to me. So, you know, is this something that you think you're going to continue to do? Do you think you're going to always stay this way? Or do you think maybe one day you will eventually ease out and, and, and go to a more open, like, you know, self? Yeah. I think one day it'll be inevitable. I think, um, one day, you know, I plan on going to these events like NFT NYC, um, you know, these other events as well. And I think eventually um, I'll hit a certain level that you're going to have to know like who I am. Like, obviously my friends have seen my face. I FaceTimed with, you know, a bunch of people. Um, uh, Yeah. I think it's just a matter of time. I don't mind uh, being known, but I just rather always have the artwork do the speaking and, um, you know, I'd like to keep it that way, obviously, but it's not always how things work. Um, but yeah, I think as long as the artwork keeps speaking for itself and that people don't focus on who I am or what I do or, you know, these other things, how I look like, whatever. Um, I don't think that really matters, in my opinion. I have to agree with you, man. You know, as someone who is a big fan of, you know, let's say Banksy, um, you know, all of his pieces have a very, very strong message, yet, you know, nobody's really aware of what he is, what he does, 
who he or she is. You know what I'm saying? So to me, whenever yeah. it comes to art, I'm really for not necessarily knowing who it is behind the art. And even if I do, I don't need to know the most because then you have the problem of some people can separate the art from the artist. Some people cannot. And, you know, art is definitely subjective itself, but you know, it's, it's all up in the air. I love the way you go about it. And I want to talk about a couple of your pieces now and, you know, quickly, we're going to talk over Eternal Warfare, which you did, um, went to Sotheby's, won't talk on this one long. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, still sold for, I believe, 7 ETH, um, which is a phenomenal price. And you are given a portion to charity. It's already been said. Let's just talk about the what happened in the case of people wanting to, I guess, maybe see the work in progress, which is something that you don't share ever which is something I think is fine. Um, but I just wanted to hear your side quickly on that and um, how you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that piece was something I was really fucking proud of. Like, I don't know, I felt like it brought a lot of emotion into it. Um, you know, as you may know, or I'm sure a lot of people know, like there was a reference used. Um I did change a lot during the Photoshop process and illustration process. And like, even the reference himself said he didn't think it was him. He said everything was fine. So it was more on the sense of people uh, getting angry, thinking I didn't, you know, like reach out or that I didn't, you know, like um, that I blatantly try to copy the dude's face, which is just, you know, plain wrong. Um, I think I just caught the heat for a lot of people like, you know, in this space, there's a lot of people that use references. I won't say any names. Like, there's so many. I've seen multiple references used that I have used myself. Um, and me being, I guess, a bigger account, I caught the heat for everything. You know, I'm I'm holding myself responsible as well. But it's, you know, it is what it is. I think it's a type of, of art style. Um, I think I changed enough and brought my own emotion and, like, the poem that went along with it, you know, I, th- I thought fit extremely well and, you know, I'm happy with how it went. Um, and the collector's happy too, you know, and that that's what matters to me. Absolutely. And for anyone listening in, uh, I never blindside my guest. I always ask beforehand if a topic is okay to bring up. And for this piece, not going to lie to you, I saw the reference. I saw the piece. I thought the piece was changed enough. Um, I would 1000% be proud of this piece. If I was you would not let nobody take that from me. And it doesn't sound like you are. So I applaud you for that, brother. And another thing is, this is why I feel like you don't need art knowledge to come into the space. Once you're in the space, I encourage people to learn about the history of art. Because if you're not aware of references and how people use them, how many people use them and even how many people in history have used them. I mean, come on now, you, you just got to understand art. And I feel like whenever you are an artist or you like to create art, whenever you see other people make stuff, you understand. But whenever you're not an artist and you just see someone doing something, it might be a little blurry. Personally, foe, I like the way that you handled the situation. I thought you handled it like, uh, you know, respectfully. So Big shout out to you for the uh, for that. I want to talk about your other pieces though. Um, I was yeah. I was looking at the Odyssey of Self Reflection and Synopsis yeah. of a Dream. Now the reason I say these two pieces is because these were two pieces where I guess 
synopsis of a dream, there's kind of a human figure in it and the same with the other one, but it's not what's mainly in the, in the, uh, in the image. And it's not any spirals that I'm mainly seeing. Now I'm sure there might be essence of it, but these were just different to me, especially the synopsis of a dream. What were like your thought processes while making these and like, they just seemed more brighter to me. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that they were more like I was playing with more color, like a lot of my um, older pieces, I want to say they were they were pretty uh, colorful, too. But I was messing with different palettes in these. Um, I guess I was trying to explore the, the the feeling of awe and like you get when there's like a massive world um, as far for as far as it goes for uh, the Odyssey of Self-Reflection. Um at the time, I was also reading a book called uh, The Alchemist by a Brazilian writer, uh, Paulo Coelho. And um, there was a line that stuck out to me that I believe said something about, um, you know, going on an odyssey of, of self-reflection and kind of really trying to understand the, the human that's inside and, and merge it with the voice that you hear in your head, you know. And um, it felt like a battle to me. So in that piece, I just wanted to, to create like a chaotic scene with, you know, a, a very minimal figure inside of it. And I think, I think at the time that was probably my favorite piece I had made. It's still one of my, one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, as far as the um, synopsis of a dream, that was a, a bit more complicated because um, I want to do a scene. Uh, I was inspired by, by, uh, by Hopper. Uh, which is an artist that did a lot of scenes in like, um, you know, cafes and and diners and that type of stuff. And I want to bring like a surrealist type of feel along with like a dreamy um, psychedelic type of feel. Um, and I remember like um, a few years ago, I had had a dream. Uh, I was in the diner and there was always this man, like I had it for a week straight or like a few days out of the week, there was always this man with a top hat in the corner. And it was like kind of scary at the time, but I wanted to recreate it in more of like a, like a psychedelic, uh, I don't know, like, like a figure that's, that's merging between reality and like the dream world. That's, you know, constantly there. And yeah, that, that one was really fun to make. That's okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on for that. And uh, that's, it makes a lot of sense why Synopsis of a Dream is one of my favorite pieces now that you've gave me a little bit a little bit of insight. Did not know that uh, it was a little Edward Hopper, a little, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of Hopper. You know, most people know his piece Nighthawks, uh, one of yep. one of the most famous pieces of all time and a, a beautiful piece. Um and the fact that the, the top hat man uh, is literally like a worldwide phenomenon like where everyone like sees him and it's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, it, it just yeah. all, it just all ties in with me because like, I don't know, hard to explain, but dude, your pieces are absolutely amazing. And before going over to the five questions, uh, I do want to ask, you know, we've seen one of ones from you. We've seen additions from you, but what do you favor? Do you, do you like one of ones more? Do you like doing additions or do you like doing physical work more? What is your favorite to do? Um, I would say my favorite to do is is probably one of ones, but it, it really depends. Like sometimes it just feels right. Like 
sometimes a piece just feels like, you know, this could be something that goes for additions. Like this could be something that, um, is a gift to my collectors. Um, it, it really just depends. I go based a lot on, on intuition and, um, I don't know, like my one-on-one pieces are definitely my most personal ones. Um, but then again, there's like, you know, pieces like the spiral series of those four, uh, the four phases of the, of the faux spiral that to me are like just lined up like a story. And even as I was telling them, I didn't know what would come next, you know, like it was just real life happening and me just documenting it really. And, um, yeah, when you capture that magic, I think it's, it could go either or, um, uh, that's not to say like I put more effort into one of ones. Cause I think additions should not be slept on like a, a good addition, you know, is going to live forever as well. And, um, one of ones just feel more personal to me and you get to know, like the collector, you get to ask him like, yo, you know, did you connect with this? Like, uh, um, um, you know, I, I like to ship a, a screen printed canvas, so I always offer that. Or, you know, I'll ask them, like, yo, which part, you know, what what brought you into my world that made you want to purchase this? And you just build more genuine relationships than, let's say, if you have a, a edition of 50 with, you know, 30 of those collectors, they probably won't DM you or, or say anything or they'll just try to flip it. I mean, you you make a great point, man. And that's the thing, like... One of ones are. I feel like there's always going to be more of the the artist in the art, but you know there are great are great pieces. Like I'm looking at yours and a couple of editions uh, I see are like the end of the tunnel. In my own world, I'm a huge fan of Twilight Zone. Um, now Twilight Zone is a pretty low count; it's only ten. But the end of the tunnel, there's 183. Bro, absolutely beautiful piece in my own world. Super beautiful piece. And there's tons of other ones as well. So, you know, I can see that you also, you know, put work into these editions, not just the one-on-ones, but of course I agree. There will always be more of you in those. So, Fo, before we go over to the five questions, is there anything, um, you know, that you would like to say, anything you'd like to let the people know, uh, you know, anything that you wish I would have asked you? Um. Let me think. Um, <laughs> honestly, off the top of my head, I, I can't really think. I mean, I would just say like something I'd like to say to the people that, you know, feels right right now. Like, I, I think we can all agree that the space feels very hectic, very like what's next. Like, you know, it's still it still feels a bit of like gamified, like you need a certain thing to sell or you need to do this to sell, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think like it might sound, you know, uh, it might sound like just the thing to say, but I really do believe if like as artists, we focus on the art and put our head down and work like, you know, we were doing this when, when we were selling these for 30 bucks, man. And like, you know, there's no going back to like nothing like, you know, we would do this even if it was at zero. We would do this no matter what. Um, I think if you just continue to improve your skill and, like, um, you know, engage with the community, I think it's it's all that needs to be done, you know. And, and as far as, like, the hecticness and, like, the urge to sell and be the next big thing, like, you know, hype comes and goes. It dies down. It starts over. Like, you know, there's no rush. Uh, there's no rush in, in longevity. 
you know. So I think if you plan to do this for life, it's important to to take a step back and realize what's what's happening around us and you know focus on on the work and and the rest will come. No, I mean, I think that's beautiful and well said. Uh, I'm a big fan of consistency as well. And I mean, if you truly believe in something, you know, just just go hard at it and and then keep doing it. Uh, you know, there's been many artists that have never seen a dime. You know, people like Claude Monet would, would pass away very poor and Van Gogh only selling one piece. Many people, you know, that great artists, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Um Fo, I don't want to hold you up crazy long. I've, I'm such it's such an honor to get 45 minutes into this and then jump over to these five questions. So with these, you can answer them any way you want. Um, personally, NFT wise, whatever you're comfortable with. Number one is pretty simple though. It's what is your goal in 2023? My goal, I think, I think my goal is to further the connection I have with with this entity of creation i think um i feel like i'm very close to through like a a breakthrough and like something big um you know i've been creating so much these last few days um obviously like you know i could say some like being exhibited here or there uh exhibitions are nice always Uh, just had one in hong kong actually but i think for me it's more of a personal goal i want to have this year um I really want to push myself, you know, beyond these limits that even I feel like I subconsciously like built. Uh, I want to find more mediums. I want to to really have no boundaries in, in this creation process and just put raw energy out into, you know, canvas or digital canvas. And no matter what happens, like just stay true to to the vision I'm trying to push. So. I do want to ask quickly too, because you said something about Hong Kong. How how was that for you to be able to like, you know, you've been exhibited places, but you know, I saw you post that picture of the Hong Kong piece and it looked absolutely phenomenal. What was it like for you to like see that in person? I mean, I don't know if you got the chance to see it in person, but to see it up in person, you know what I'm saying, for others to see. How yeah. was that to to feel? I mean, uh, well, first, sadly, I didn't see it in person, but either way, it was still unbelievable. You know, like I I got sent a few videos by some friends, but um, it was funny because originally the spiral was what uh, was supposed to be showcased up there. Um, But I got an email a few days before saying like, uh, no, you can't put this up here. It it might cause dizziness. It might cause like people, <laughs> it's like an optical illusion, illusion, uh, essentially. So they, they made me, uh, pick another piece, which was funny. Um, I can just imagine like people like tripping out, looking up at the spiral in Hong Kong. This was like what I was imagining, but yeah, I picked the illusion of control, uh, which is another great piece. And, you know, shout out Z pump for, uh, picking me among like all these other artists, you know, to showcases, it was insane, man. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it looked absolutely phenomenal. Big shout out to you. And uh, yeah, as soon as you said spiral, I was like, I don't know about that one. I'd probably get a little tripped <laughs> out just trying to focus at it while driving. Um, <laughs> but number two was, um, without saying where you currently are, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? And if you wouldn't go anywhere, just say, I'd stay right where I'm at. Uh, where would I go? Let's see. 
I'd like to visit uh, Egypt. I'd like to visit the pyramids for sure. Um, I'd like to visit um, a lot of Europe. Um, I'm planning a trip for Japan later this year as well. So that's a place I'd, I'm really looking forward to go. And yeah, I think th- those are the three big trips I want to take. Yeah, that'd be crazy. My dream is to to go over to Japan and just visit. It absolutely seems like a vibe there and uh, where I need to be. But number three would be, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, my biggest pet peeve. I guess this... Um, recently, I feel like I've been seeing like a lot of like animosity not only in the space but like among artists and i feel like we forget like that it's just it's a blessing to be able to create like this is this is, should be fun like this should be what you're enjoying to do like yeah this shit is hard but it should also be something that like you fucking love and you want to do um you know whether you make a sale or not and you know some people may say that's easy for me to say or whatever but like even before i had anything like i i my emotions haven't changed a bit. I'm still curious, trying to learn and, and, you know, like feel like I know nothing yet. So I, I think like people should just appreciate, you know, like just the ability to create and, and see the beauty and, and, and the simplicity of, of the process of creation, you know? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's like, you know, I have, I have tons of pieces out there on Tezos, on, foundation some that are a dollar five dollars the most expensive piece might be 0.05 you know what i'm saying and i i I don't get upset that they're not bought i i genuinely like making those pieces and if if you like making stuff put it out there you know the just to have the chance to put it out there you know you can't just walk in a museum and put your stuff on the wall and be like yep waiting for that that's not how that works you know there's so much stuff that goes into it so that is one of the many freedoms of web3 and and one of the many things that i like especially for artists is just having that luxury um number four is a a pretty good one what do people misunderstand about you most uh what do people misunderstand about me most oh I, i i got a good one um in the beginning or i mean even now like i would get so many dms like yo you saw this on dmt right like (laughs) oh you saw that like you you saw this dripping balls right or like um (laughs) like i saw this wall on the k-hole i saw the same image like bro (laughs) like i'm doing this pretty much most of the time sober one you know and like i'm just doing it in my room listening to some music like you know, I most of the times I can't relate to this type of things. Like, obviously, I've had my fair amount of experiments with with psychedelics and different experiences and stuff. But you know, it's not entirely what has shaped my mind to be like this. I think it's a lifelong, you know, curiosity for the unknown and for consciousness and and the universe and just all of that blended together. But yeah, I think it's it's the fact that people think I do like a crazy amount of drugs when in reality I I don't. <laughs> that's a pretty nutty one to have a you know just so many people be like yo is this a f-? and it's like nah man that's that's really nope it's just me creating some stuff i like you know but yeah no um, i never put them down i never put them down i'll be like bro if that's what you see then all power to you man you know whatever it is what it is uh, yeah that's the best part about art is you can interpret it however you want 
But when it comes to my process, I promise I was not messed up whenever. I, <laughs> I mean, and even, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy. Number five is a, is a pretty wild one. Um, if you won, and this is the final, if you won $10 million tomorrow, do you think you know what you would spend it on? Um, if I won $10 million tomorrow, I think, to be honest, I think I'm the type of guy that not much would change. Like I would probably buy a house and, um, like not even a crazy, house, like just a regular house and just continue making art and like over time supporting artists. Like I wouldn't spend it all quickly. I, w- I would feel like I would spend time, like maybe grabbing a, f- a few grails of like art, like maybe from artists I, I really like, you know, like traditional artists and even like web three, uh, artists, but the rest I would just, you know, spend over time on art and like, resources and, and trips around the world to just experience more things and and you know get inspired even more no i like that a lot man and and the thing is yo i would i, I couldn't do no big mansion 28 rooms yo give me like a three-bedroom yeah. house and then let me just do some crazy stuff to it like add secret exactly. rooms in a basement and the basement to the basement um I'm you, oh you know what's, what's another thing what's another thing i would do sorry to cut you off no, you're but good. something something i've been wanting to do for a long time that just popped into my head again would be like a real life uh exhibition but not in the sense of of showing paintings more in the sense of building rooms so each room would be like a different faux piece you could literally walk through and it would be like on a warehouse uh or like a huge, huge place, like you know, like a warehouse type of thing, uh, where you could walk through individual rooms, and it, each room would be a different world of, of you know, like um, of my pieces. That would be you. I mean, you got to make that happen somehow. Like, I'm, yeah. even if it's just like a room or two, I'm sure you can make that happen in real life and really get like a, a great immersive, just thing going yeah. on that would be sick bro you have to now you got me like wanting to <laughs> pop up to it but dude i mean that's the that's the five foe and i can't lie to you it's been such an honor to get the chance to like sit down with you you know me and you've been running back and forth but we finally did it we finally got this out there and as someone who is a little bit more mysterious and for those listening in foe don't even got his camera on so my man is really mysterious um but much respect to him because I always love whenever people come on here and they're just being them. So, you know, it was a great experience, man. And I can't thank you enough. Is there anything that you'd like to tell people, uh, final goodbyes and all of that? Um, well, first I'd like to say, you know, thank you to you as well. Like, um, you know, we both been trying to get this running for a while and, you know, it was, it was really fun just to, to talk, it flowed smoothly. Like it didn't feel like a like an interrogation. It just felt like a, like a conversation with a friend, you know. So, yeah, much respect to you. I've I've heard a few of the other uh, interviews as well, like the Jake and the and the TJ one. So you know, definitely check out a few more of, of these interviews. But I mean, as far as me, I I just got to say, you know, I got more art coming. Um, I've been working insanely fucking hard. Uh, trying my best to level up and like i said i'm i'm close to a, a breakthrough uh which i feel is coming so i d- definitely expect more art um got another story i'm working on uh that will be coming out soon and you know no rush to mint 
just going to keep posting more art and, you know, seeing what happens. Dude, I love it. It's, it's such an honor. Like I said, and for those listening, go check out the YouTube, go check out the Patreon. We're literally trying so hard to take sit down with sniper to the next level. Like he said, we've inter- interviewed people like T Joe, Jake freed now foe trying to get Joe P's on next month. Um, you know, if everything goes well, it, it'll be a great month, uh, and a great year at that. So I can't thank y'all enough for listening in every week. We will continue to bring these and, and foe. Thanks again. Uh, for coming on, man. It was really everything. Uh, Everyone listening in, thank y'all, and we will see you next week. Peace out.